0: Welcome to Two on OSU. This is a sellout crowd production. I'm Sam Hutchins joined by my twin brother Ben Hutchins and we are covering Oklahoma State. We've been on the beat for a while but very excited to do it with a new company uh, surrounded by fantastic people and Ben will jump right into it. This show is about Oklahoma State talking about the beat experience and of course cowboy football is at the forefront of everything right now with the season starting on Saturday, the Cowboys will t- kick off against Central Arkansas in Stillwater. Ben, what's up? Hey, you talked about all that's changed. Well, we're we're still here talking sports uh over over a little call so so certainly some things haven't changed. Um Sam it's good to be with you. Um it it's this whole off season. The looming question has been well, who's going to start at quarterback? You know, uh in the winter OSU went out and grabbed uh, Alan Bowman, who by now at this point in the season, everybody is familiar with. Uh, a lot of people have figured he would immediately come in and take the reins and um, be kind of a, a a bridge guy between eras. You know, hey, let's see what the veteran can do here. Um, and then you also have Garrett Rangel, the young guy. We saw what he could do last year. Um, as with young guys, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, Sam. Um, so, you know, Kansas game was a low, uh, some, sometimes at the guaranteed rate bowl, hey, Um, This Garrett Rangel guy can be pretty good. So that's been the looming question, Sam, quarterback. We haven't, even at this point in the season, gotten too much clarity on it. That's right. Uh, Initially, there was talks, hey, it could be a a four-man competition, maybe Flores, the the Gretna, Nebraska high school quarterback comes in and balls out in in camp. But, no, it's kind of whittled down to two main contenders for the Cowboys to chart out on Uh, on week one. And when asked about it in in his press conference, Mike Gundy said, well, it'll be multiple. And Barry Trammell asked, is it going to be, is multiple mean two or three? And Mike wouldn't disclose anything beyond that. But Ben, I think we're both expecting both Rangel and Bowman to get plenty of snaps against Central Arkansas. And we'll get into the game later. I imagine Oklahoma State will have flexibility in terms of playing young players getting plenty of reps for the twos and the threes in there. But Ben, do you have a prediction as it stands right now who trots out for the Cowboys to lead that first drive, Alan Bowman or Garrett Rangel? I think it'll be Bowman on the first drive. Um, it just feels like that's just kind of been the feel this entire offseason um, with Bowman. And, you know, he is uh, more of the the sure answer there. Um, if you want to go out, uh, just, just win a game, I feel like Bowman's a guy who he could go play the first half, play well, and then we could see Rangel in the second half, um, or however they're going to split it up. But I certainly think it's going to be Alan Bowman um, there at the start, uh, at least to start this one. This game sort of harkens back to to 2019. Ben, remember that game Oklahoma State played at Oregon State when going into that game, it was a quarterback battle. Hey, the Cowboys are going to play multiple guys, feel it out. And then Spencer Sanders came in that first half and played incredibly well the defense was not playing so well let Oregon State kind of keep in that game and then eventually the Cowboys I don't think Spencer Sanders ever came out of that game so maybe there's a chance been that against Central Arkansas Gundy's plan of playing multiple quarterbacks goes by the wayside if one of these quarterbacks comes in and balls out but um, I-, I do anticipate the Cowboys getting at least Alan Bowman and Garrett Rangel snaps in that order and probably Gunnar Gundy honestly I could see coming in uh in, in this opening game too. Depends how big the fourth quarter lead is or if there is a fourth quarter lead, right? I I think with that last one um it's interesting you 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 harken back to 2019. That's really the last data point we have, you know, on a Gundy quarterback battle, right? It's been Spencer Sanders there um you know as as the the presumed starter and you know that's been so solid for the Cowboys, so it is interesting to think okay, in 2019 you know, really nobody knew up until game time, game time, um, that it was going to be Spencer Sanders in that year, the tie, you know, in a sense went to the younger guy. Um, Drew Brown was, was, a, was a veteran guy and, you know, they, they wanted to, to let the young guy show what he could do. Um, so maybe that's the case this year. Maybe not. I think Bowman, um, but that's really all we got. And we'll, we'll wait to see until who, who starts throwing reps, uh, in the practice before that, that set that game on Saturday. Ben, you talked about the lead against Central Arkansas that Oklahoma State's going to build up like it's a sure thing. Are you ready to jump into a, a huge prediction? Is Oklahoma State going to start the year one and O against a Central Arkansas team that lost fifty nine to three against Ole Miss last year? In the I, I checked, you know, the Bears schedule. That was kind of their similar. That was their Power Five game against Ole Miss. So, are you expecting fifty nine to three or something like it in Stillwater on Saturday? Yeah, huge prediction. OSU starts out one and zero against Central Arkansas. I do think that's definitely the case, um, and I think it it should be the case for for Mike Gundy. It's it's certainly, you know, he said there's going to be four to five um, times more players playing in this opening game than in any season opener he's ever coached. So I think that's certainly the expectation and the hope um, in the Cowboy sideline is to 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 get to a point in this game where they can play a bunch of different guys, see where everyone's at um, under the lights. So I do certainly think the Cowboys are going to take care of business in this one. Is, Is that, is that where you're at as well? Yeah, I just want to say, I thought about that quote. I'm not even sure that that's mathematically possible. I, mean, uh, I was thinking if, if, you know, with there's already a lot of players that usually go in on, on, on week one that you can even redshirt and, and not play again for a while. So I, I don't think that's mathematically possible for Oklahoma State to play four or five times the amount of uh, new players that they usually play. I'm like, Mike, that would be your whole roster if you, you know, but uh, I, it might have just been a, a Gundy expression to say that there's going to be a ton of new faces because even. In the ones, the starters, there's going to be a ton of new faces. Um, and we, we mentioned you know, Bowman, who's thrown 11 passes at Michigan over the last two years. But you can go down the entire roster, and there are new players. There are players that we really haven't seen before that are expected to have a bigger role for the Cowboys. So that's exciting. But, uh, Ben, do you mind if I make the case for Central Arkansas very quickly? I'll hear it out. Central Arkansas. I'll just give a little rundown. So they're an FCS team, right? And the Cowboys have not lost a non-conference game since 2016. And Mike Gundy's undefeated against FCS schools. Oklahoma State has won 27 straight home openers. So uh, that's tough, right? But I said I'd make the case for the Bears. The The Bears have, have a couple nice players. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's gonna be enough to win. I think the Cowboys will be up probably uh, 30 or 40 points at, at least some point in the ball game. But I, I will say that uh, Central Arkansas, they're returning a senior quarterback, w- Will McIlvain, and their they're running back is a good player, a kid named Darius Hale. And Hale had some D1 offers. So he, he's a player that uh, could be interesting test-wise for the for the new look front for, for Brian Nardo and the Cowboys defense. And also the player that I'm probably most excited to see for the Bears is their are uh, rain, the reigning A-Sun defensive player of the year, David Walker, who's a defensive end. So I guess I'm just excited to see how how he fares against the Cowboys tackles. Cole Birmingham, Jake Springfield. Maybe those guys get a little bit of a test because, hey, David Walker seems like a, a pretty good player. But yeah, I think the Cowboys, this is probably the only game that you can kind of circle and say, yeah, the Cowboys could win this with a D-plus or, or F performance just based on the talent. And, um, and that, that's how it goes. Just like it did for the Bears last year against Old Miss, but um, s- s- some, some quality players to watch out for absolutely and you know Mike Gundy also uh, mentioned in his press conference. We didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about uh, UCA, but he said, hey, you know they, they're consistent they, they've done it for a while now under coach Nathan Brown. Um, so he certainly has a healthy amount of respect for UCA. Um, but I at, you know I think much more I think much more the focus of this game is going to be on what the Cowboys are doing versus what yep. UCA is doing. I think this is uh, certainly going to be a situation where, hey, it'll be the debut of, of Brian Ardo, his new front. Um, what does that look like? How does OSU handle the heat with with all these players um, coming in and rotating with 150-degree turf? Another number that was just a little hard to believe, I think. Um, so it, it'll certainly be a lot of fun to watch. Definitely more storylines on the Cowboys side, though. Last year, the Cowboys gave up. 44 points to Central Michigan in their season opener. That was Derek Mason's debut game, and it got a little better from there. But we'll see what Brian Nardo does. I don't know if he can keep it under 44. I imagine that's well uh, well um, shy of, of what he'd like the, the Bears to score. But it's the debut of the three-three-five defense. So, Ben, that'll be exciting. And just watching up from the press box, you kind of get to see formations a little easier. I'm interested to see how – the defense that Mike Gundy searched far and wide for and quite literally pretty much every nook and cranny of of college football coaches in this land that uh, he found the scheme he wanted and it's going to be in public view for the first time. A player I know you've written a little bit about is uh, Justin Kirkland up there at the nose tackle. Sam, you've got to be surely looking forward to watching him get out there. I've heard some pretty great stories about Justin Kirkland. He's the Cowboys' heaviest player and he plays nose tackle. And he's listed as an or on the depth chart right now with Colin Clay. But expect both of those guys to play. That's not a one guy sits and, and, and the other guy is out there for 100% of snaps. I expect Nardo to be rotating both Kirkland and Clay in and out. But yeah, Kirkland's a fascinating guy transferred in from uh, Utah Tech. And he's he, he tips the scales over 350 pounds. But he played tennis in high school. He's uh, limber and... And nimble, and um, he he benched two twenty five for forty reps, so he's ridiculously strong. I was talking with Anthony Goodlow, a six five beast of a man uh, on the Cowboy defensive line, and he's like, I can't even do half of that. So pretty interesting to see what uh, what Kirkland will look like. I, I imagine he'll face some double teams and, and still be uh, be unmoved and drag down some some running backs. So I'm excited to see what he looks like. So let's talk about the season as a whole. I mean, if you if you remember the mood, I mean, it was such a unique season last year, um with the mood, a lot of people sour, just a lot of feelings, a lot of a lot of this. What's going to be the mood after this season, Sam? How do you see it going? 2023-24? Yeah, we'll we'll do record predictions. And I'm not a huge, I'm, I'm not a guy who puts a ton of stock in record predictions. Oklahoma State looked like two completely different teams last year where they went into that TCU game with all the momentum in the world and then it's just I- injuries happened and they were a completely different team. So all these AP poll stuff, all preseason projections, they will all change and make everyone look like fools come December. But I, I think the Cowboys are going to be a lot better than Las Vegas does, certainly. The Cowboys are supposed to win six and a half games. That's the line right now, and there's a lot of factors that you could point to. Ben, we'll, we'll dig into it, but I think the Cowboys are. I think they'll be nine and three. I, I have them. I have them losing three games against Kansas State, OU, and at UCF. That's not accounting for the game that's pretty easy to pick for a lot of schools, which is oh, they'll always lose one. They shouldn't. But uh, I, I just went through the schedule and said I, I think I think they'll be nine and three. Ben, what do you have them at? I got them at 8-4. and four. Um, You mentioned the games. OU's tough. Um, Kansas is tough this year. You got to go to Ames this year. That's been a tricky place for the Cowboys. Um, and watch South Alabama in this non-conference schedule. A lot of people been talking about South Alabama.
1: They got a um, vote, but I also have
0: them. South I Alabama has one more preseason vote than Oklahoma State got. I know I just spent the last – Thirty seconds uh, crapping on what what preseason votes mean, but hey, they're not bad to get. No, no. Um, but you know, I, I guess both of us, compared to what you said, Las Vegas, we're both optimistic. Uh, I think this defense is is going to be much improved. It has to be, frankly, for the Cowboys to be successful. Um, and I think if they can find the answer at quarterback, it's going to be a relatively successful season. Eight and four. You got them at nine and three. And Ben, I guess it's not even Uh, a byproduct both of us being high on the Cowboys compared to Las Vegas I don't think you and I are especially high on the roster or the uh the, the transfers they brought in I mean they're they're quality pieces but the the schedule lines up very well for for Oklahoma State they get Bedlam at home they get Kansas State at home and they they get all four of the new schools in which are BYU Cincinnati Houston and UCF And I actually have the Cowboys losing at UCF, but I think all four of those games are extremely winnable. And Oklahoma State misses TCU, which has been a house of horrors for them a little bit. Uh, They miss Texas, which Texas is, I see a a ton of Texas hype, and I think probably deservedly so um, uh, for this year. So I think the schedule been, uh, Gundy and and Strom and Weiberg, they had to have uh, given a little fist pump of, wow, Heading into the new Big Twelve era, if the Cowboys can't at least be playing for a shot to Arlington late into the year, it's going to be trouble. Yeah, they ser- it's it's certainly a possibility um, this season with that schedule you mentioned. I with the Big Twelve though, I, I think you know no no game. Um, it, it's hard to call any schedule soft, uh, especially in the Big Twelve um, with teams that kind of came out of nowhere last year where you might have thought K-State would be a soft game. Um, and that turns out to be, you know, one of one of uh, the worst, I think it maybe was the worst loss in OSU history.
1: Yeah. Um, that K-State team.
0: History. That Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, so we really just don't know, you know, what, what some of these teams in the Big 12 are going to look like. But yeah, sitting here uh, today in August, yeah, Cow- Cowboys got a relatively favorable schedule. And there could very well be, like you said, another Kansas State, another TCU that maybe it's Texas tech this year that wins a ton of one score games and they play well. And, uh, you know, maybe they not only get to Arlington and uh, maybe do a college football playoff, but I I at least see the Cowboys having an outside shot at a big 12 championship game birth pretty late in the year. I I don't see them playing too much meaningless football. I I know last year, Ben, it kind of felt like the entire back half of the schedule. It didn't mean a whole lot. Like, yeah, maybe the Cowboys were going to sneak into a, a guaranteed rate bull situation, but it, it, there wasn't really a ton to play for. It it felt like, especially after coming off twenty twenty one, where every game was was live or die. So I think the Cowboys will at least return to to that state a little bit of being competitive late and, and having a lot to play for. I think the Bedlam game, it as if it already wasn't big enough, is going to be a real turning point. If I I, I think that one's going to be. If the Cowboys can win that one, I mean it's momentum slider all the way up to one hundred. I don't care where it was at before, um, and it's not the last game. I, you know, it's it's in you know November sometimes. So I think uh, that bedlam game is going to be a real turning point. If the Cowboys can win that one, I think a lot's going to be on the table. You lose that one, momentum slider a lot a lot down. So I, I think that one's going to be um, pretty critical. Is it too worrying to start? Is it too early to start anticipating that game? I I was thinking nationally. Take out a a Big 12 interest or or anything like that. But if you're a national college football fan, I'd be hard-pressed to find one game more enticing and uh, that I'd be more eager to attend than than Bedlam this year. I, I think it'll be a fascinating game. I think it'll be somewhat of a circus, right? Oklahoma State fans who have been on the wrong end of Bedlam for so long you know that they so badly just want at least something to, to hold over OU. And that would be a huge piece that is, well, what happened last time? You know, that, that's something you can't say anything to. So there's so much going in, built into that game. And um, I guess Oklahoma State has a, a a streak to defend in Stillwater in that game now. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for that game, no doubt. I don't think it's ever too early to get ready for, for Bedlam, Sam, especially this last one. Um, it's going to be a heck of a season. Um, let's get into some, some, some season kind of quick hitters. Um, who's going to be the Cowboys MVP? I think it'll be Ollie Gordon. And it's, it's odd, right? Because he got just about the same work as Jaden Nixon last year. And Jaden Nixon's still staying in the picture, right? So you, you can say it's a, it's a running back by committee situation, for Oklahoma state but the cowboys they really want to run the ball this year right if it's Bowman that's going to be out there he's still going to be a quarterback that's new to the system and will benefit from a from a strong rushing game and if it's any other quarterback it'll be especially important to run the ball that's what Mike Gundy talked about talked up the importance of for so long so i really think i mean we've seen the talent in Ollie Gordon he's the guy that you can easily find circled once a game on with with the yellow marker on tv because he just hit someone with a spin move or something but uh, I'm Jaden Nixon will be in the picture, but Dominic Richardson's out. It's those guys backfield, maybe a little Elijah Collins mixed in there as well. But I think Ollie Gordon behind an offensive line that I'm expecting to be much improved, solely because maybe they won't get hit by the injury bug so bad. I think Ollie Gordon's in for a big year. I think Alan Bowman is going to be the Cowboys MVP. Um he's he has a lot to work with. Like you said, a healthy offensive line, um, some weapons at out And when Alan Bowman's healthy, and he has, you know, a, a lot to work with, a good situation around him. We've seen a 600-yard game. Um, yep. So I, I think um, with his maturity, with that stable presence, uh, that's something that the Cowboys uh, missed last season, especially in the back half. So I think Alan Bowman is going to be the Cowboys' MVP this season. That's a wild stat, right? Bowman's the only active college football quarterback with his 600-yard game under his belt. Not that there are too many of those floating around the ether anyway, but... That the Cowboys could could pick a guy like that up from the transfer portal, if he is that guy that came to Stillwater and torched the Cowboys a couple years ago, if he is that guy who really balled out at Texas Tech in a, a as a freshman, then it'll be interesting. He's only thrown 11 passes in the last two years, um, but he does have experience under center. The Cowboys want to do run out of that offensive alignment a little more this year, so. He's, he feels like a boomer bust player to me a little bit, but the boom could be, wow. It could be, it could click. And if it clicks, I think you're right. Ben, I'll go now. OSU's breakout player. I'll serve you up for one. Who do you think OSU's breakout player will be? I'm going to go just on Stribling. I mean, uh, last time the Cowboys got uh, a Wazoo transfer uh, receiver, it was Tay Martin. And Tay Martin changed the season. Um, so Stribling's a lot younger. But, I, but he has he brings a lot of experience. I think Stribling going to be a breakout. I don't know if we talked about him in the game preview, but he's a player I'll be watching pretty closely too. That, that's exciting. And then Ben, I'll, I'll float out. Uh, we'll do a couple more of these, but I'll float out Talon Shetron. He had three catches last year, but, hey, one of them was for a touchdown. And there's just some openings on the OSU offense this year. There are targets open. The Cowboys had uh, plenty of receivers leave, and I think Shetron will be a guy who – can slide into that role. You don't have too many guys that Shetron uh that, that come into OSU, so I imagine he'll be fed. Here's a good one. Which departure, transfer portal or graduation, are the Cowboys gonna miss most this year? I think it'll be Spencer Sanders. And I say that because the Cowboys regard I think it's fair to say regardless They'll be starting a quarterback who doesn't have a ton of experience in the OSU offense, right? And Sanders certainly had that. But I think the Cowboys will miss the electric running game of Spencer Sanders. I'm not saying they'll miss him all the time. He made a lot of mistakes. He's not going to be the starter at Ole Miss. So um, he's not going to be a, a huge a huge player that is is balling out elsewhere. But I think there will be times. Mark it down. One, two, three. Ten moments during the season where the Cowboys are on a third and goal from the six-yard line, and they wish they could call a QB draw because Spencer Sanders last there could pick that up. So mark it down. I think there will be a couple times where Sanders will be missed. For me, it's John Paul Richardson. He's the guy the Cowboys are most going to miss, especially on third down. Um, let's go uh, Let's go. one player um, you're watching closely in this first game. Okay, to wrap it up, the player I'm watching closely, we hit on him, is Justin Kirkland. Watch for that guy in the middle, taking on double teams. Don't expect a ton of stats or, or, or crazy, uh, you know, takedowns or anything like that, but expect him to plug holes up the middle and really make it hard on the Bears and give everyone around him, Anthony Goodlow, Colin Oliver, all the guys making those plays, sacks and stuff, may, look for him to make those guys' lives easier. The player I'll be watching is Josiah Johnson, a UMass transfer tight end. You heard that right, Sam. Tight end. Can you believe it? They're back. They're back. Um, I'm excited to see uh, what this offense is going to look like with tight ends. Um, you know, now are, are, is is Josiah Johnson, is he going to be a blocking guy? Is he going out for routes? He can do it all. He can even throw a little bit. So uh, maybe that have maybe that be something to look for uh, this season as well. But I'm looking out for Josiah Johnson. Okay, Ben, last quick hitter. OSU will be good this season if blank. If the defense avoids a Jim Knowles start. Remember, Knowles was great in that uh, one year, um, 2021. Ohio State picked him up for that. But the first two years before that were rough. If they can avoid a rough start, they're going to be great. And I think the Cowboys will be good this year if they can average 4.5 yards a carry. That's the number Mike Gundy harps on consistently And it makes everyone else's life easier in terms of quarterbacks. It makes the receivers' lives easier when the running backs are, are, when players are worried about the Cowboys rushing game. So it was not that last year. The Cowboys had the worst rushing year in the Gundy tenure last year. So the offensive line's a lot healthier. We have stories on all this on selloutcrowd.com about the offensive line taking up yoga and how the, the Cowboys rushing game could, instead of being an anchor, as it was last year and weighing this team down down, it could be the propulsion to to the Cowboys having a better year offensively. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us on two on OSU. Sam Hutchins and Ben Hutchins will be back all, all year on sellout crowd covering OSU. Thank you.